Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, you're listening to the Italian Wine Podcast with Monty Ward, and today's guest is Chiara Pepe from the Emidio Pepe Winery in Torano Nuovo in the Abruzzo region of exactly. Italy. Exactly. Ciao, Welcome. everyone. Thank Welcome. you. Tell us a little bit about the family history, because yours is one of the most historic estates, or probably the most historic estate in the well, Abruzzo region. Um, well, my grandfather started making wine in 1964, and he was born in the place we are now living and making the wine. And so. his name is? Emilio Pepe. He has uh, learned how to make wine from his father and his grandfather. And we just uh, never changed the way of winemaking. So now I'm the third generation after him. And we're still making the wine exactly as his grandfather was making the wine. So what has changed in Abruzzo in general and at your estate in particular over those years? Because you are seen as an incredibly traditional estate but in the best sense of the word you've preserved all the best of the historic traditions and added a little bit of modernity as well without sacrificing quality how do you do that well that's interesting because as a family yeah it's true we are very traditional and we are very close to tradition but then we learned um with modern technology with analysis that grandfather couldn't do before how's this tradition was really making sense like why crushing by feet meant something to the quality of the wine how that kept the acidity high how the pergola could keep the elegance of the tendons and we studied all that and now we have like technical studies that grandfather didn't do before um so you still you don't still crush the grapes with your feet do you we actually do yes amazing yes so is that the whole family in there together oh family and you yes. sing so. How do you keep yourself occupied? You sing songs <laughs> or talk about the football results? We or? dance a lot. Uh, as a family, we really dance a lot. Grandfather is a great dancer, and so the old family. We have. We're very loud. We have a lot of music on, and we keep crushing feet and grapes for seven days during harvest. Really? Yes. Exhausting. So your legs are just black at the end of every day, <clears throat> right? Well, that's why we don't need gym all year long. <laughs> go to the gym. So you also mentioned uh, pergola. For those of you that don't know, pergola is the really traditional way of growing grapes near Bruzzo. Just explain a little bit about the difference between pergola and, say, modern ways of growing See, the vines. See, um, pergola, again, as you said, is the historical way of growing grape in Abruzzo. And grandfather loves the pergola, keeps the pergola and tries to replant as much pergola as possible because he thinks that just letting the leaves develop horizontally, you have much more photosynthesis and much more energy um, kept and absorbed by the leaves from the sun. And like that, you have um, the energy will be transferred to the grapes by the sap, but at the same time, the grapes are always protected by the sun. So like that, you keep the elegance of the tendons and the grape never get burned, which is very important for the delicacy of such a, a tannic grape because if that will get burned, then the wine would turn to be very heavy. So like that, grandfather is the only way you get the velvet sense of the Montepulciano and at the same time you keep the acidity that you would lose otherwise. So the pergola basis is having grapes grown off the ground uh, and the grapes hanging underneath exactly. the leaves. It's two meters tall and the vines develop and uh, opens in four 
different directions that creates a carpet of leaves two meters tall. Oh, and two all meters the, above the ground, yeah. Yes, and all the graves grow under the leaves, so in the shade. So they get partial shade. So they, they, they can see the sun, but the sun can't see the graves. Exactly, yeah. Now, is that quite difficult to pick? Because you've got to reach above your head to, to cut the graves, right? Right. To me, that's easier. But otherwise, you would have to bend on the ground. So like that is kind of, you know, it's pretty easy to reach. It's a different movement, but it's uh, it's not bad. And also because you're picking, you can pick in the shade, right? You're not getting direct exactly. sun. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because you're That's very fair-skinned. See, 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 see. Much better. So what's the disadvantage of pergola? Is it just mainly cost? No, a lot of people think that the pergola is not exactly right because of humidity that creates below the leaves. As because we do very short pruning, we keep a lot of aeration between, you know, below the leaves and up. So that's um, that's not a problem for us. And also because the way the, the, where we are located, we have a lot of wind constantly because we have the sea very close and the mountain very close. So we never have a lot of problem with humidity and eventually mildew and all those kind of And also you're organic, so that people say, well, it must be more difficult for diseases. So you've you made a difficult choice with pergola. I think it's the best choice, and I totally agree with you. And uh, you're doing it organically, so it must work, and that's why you're getting the results. See, um, my but grandfather has always made the wine in a very natural, natural way, and he always thought that was the only way to make wine because I've never seen something different because his father was not using any chemical because back in time they didn't exist. So he just kept doing that way. For the microclimate we have, grandfather was lucky to have such a great situation because it's uh, windy, it's very close to the sea, we have the mountain that protects us. So he always has been biodynamic without really knowing it. He always prospected moon faces. But again, he could do that because he was in a lucky position so that, you know, mildews and diseases were not developing easily. So what, another thing that's incredible about your estate is, is wines generally from southern Italy are seen as cheap and cheerful. They're to be drunk, not to be aged. Yeah. And your wines can age many, many years, but they are also drinkable when they're young. Why is that? Is that because See. of the quality of the, vi- the vineyards and your, how you do things? Well, grandfather thinks the quality of the grape but he has always had this great idea behind the Montepulciano that he always thought that he not only could age, but it was meant to be aged. And everything actually started at Vinili 50 years ago when he came um, to show his wine here. Um, he was making wine since two years at the time. And there was like a brochure, a leaflet saying, that Montepulciano was a grape meant to be drank when it was young, not to be aged. And grandfather, when he read that, I was like, well, this is crazy. We're like showing the wines and we are telling them that this wine is not supposed to age. Well, actually, it's the complete opposite. He came home and he stocked half of his production and didn't release for the rest of the year. And since, since then, he kept doing that. So he kept aging the wines since then and half of the production every single year. So as well as the red wines you make from the Montepulciano grape, yeah. which is easily the most underrated grape in Italy as well. Yes, as but because of the history mm-hmm. and because we have to say that most of the winery in Abruzzo have grown and became big and very short time. And because the, the Montepulciano is so tannic and 
has high, such high acidity, it was very easy to sell bulk and uh, not bottle. And also because to make a great wine out of Montepulciano, it requires a lot of energy, lots of attention, a lot of knowledge. So clearly it's not easy. But you also make a white wine from another underrated grape, uh, an often vilified grape, the Trebbiano, si. which has a many um, big story about Trebbiano, but we won't go into that. Si. How do you do that? What are you doing with Trebbiano? Are you also using pergola for Trebbiano? Yes. Also because the season will grow and come uh, warmer and warmer, we need to protect our grapes more. So yeah, everything is on pergola. Do you tread those grapes by foot as well? Surely not. No, the Trebbiano actually is trodden by feet. And the, the Montepulciano is this time by hand. That's actually one of the reasons, because our Trebbiano has such a great personality, is because of the trotting by feet. That Because there you have a 40, 50 minutes constant stimulation with the skin with juice by crushing by feet, that actually you have the release of matter, of texture, of personality by that. So once it's, it's done, 90% of the juice comes out of there and then we finish pressing the skin again a little more with the normal torque, very old style. And then all the juice ferments in concrete tanks lined with glass. What is a good match food-wise for your white wine, your dry Trebbiano? Mm. What's a good dish? Well, Which, something... An Abruzzo, uh, uh, sorry, an Abruzzo dish. Yeah, yeah, something that we do pretty often... It would be Olive La Scolana that are, you know, there Olive. you go. Olive, Olives, but yeah. they're stuffed with meat and then deep fried. Wow. And, the, and for the Montepulciano red wine, what is a good dish for that? A local for dish? the Montepulciano, we do a lot of uh, lamb in Abruzzo because the traditional meat of Abruzzo is lamb. So we prepare the lamb in many, many different ways. Grandma does it very well. Um, and so, but not too spicy, right? Not too spicy. No, no, no. Either we do like braise with tomato sauce, um, or you can also do cacio ovo. You have many different What's ways. What's that? It's uh, with parmesan and egg, and then you let it braise so that it absorbs all the liquid, and it kind of turns out to be pretty amazing. And then you go and work off all that food by foot treading those grapes and picking them by hand above your head. That's the way. Really nice to meet you. Chiara, Pleasure uh, to you are an icon, you're an iconic estate. Thanks um, a lot. Justifiably so. You're a beacon of southern Italy for high quality, consistency, and Grazie. innovation via tradition. Amazing. Thanks a lot. Pleasure to be here. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.